live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Yeah, you heard it. Silver 7's is the spot of Mingo in Paradise. It's Thursday. Remember, you can come down here during all NFL games. 22-ounce Bud Light draft, two hot dogs, two bags of chips, $7.77 and 77-cent bottles of Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra. Got a lot going down here. Got a lot going down. A busy show. Jonathan Von Tobel, Willie Ramirez, Von Tobel, Los Vatos are here for the next three hours. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Nice shirt. Thanks. So what's going on? How you feeling? Everything all right? Just left the gym a little bit ago. Just trying to get the anger, the frustration, you know, just just try to get the animosity out and leave it at the gym rather than, uh, you know, in public. Okay. You know, the gym's in public. So, yeah, just uh, threw, on, threw on whatever I could find. Why, to, to, why is there anger and animosity? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just uh, I threw up, you know, I threw up a video today. Uh, uh, you follow me on Instagram. You're, yes, I do. Yeah, you tend to check out the stories. Uh, I hey, can I be honest really quickly? Yeah. So my, you just, you just touched I, I literally, I don't know what I do with the Instagram stories. Cause like I'll, I'll hit it. Sometimes I'll hit it on accident and I'll flip through and I'll just literally tap until something catches my eye. So I might have, you might've seen me as a viewer, like yeah. seen, yeah. but I don't know if I've actually watched videos. You should be watching mine. Mine, okay. are, mine are generally either informational, motivational, or they're funny. Okay. Today I threw up the scene between Julius and, uh, uh, what was the character's name? I remember the Titans, the white oh, kid. I haven't seen him for a while, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, you know, and they and they're getting the particulars out, and and Julie says, "Nah, nah, what I'm gonna do, team, put myself out for the team. What team? Nah, I'm gonna get mines." And he says, "That's the worst thing you could do." And he looks at him, and he says, "Yeah, attitude reflects leadership, Captain." That's kind of how I'm feeling. Just you know. Not a lot of good captains out there lately, and uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna be out to get mines. You're a good captain. I like. I was reading the the. Uh, I shouldn't admit this on the air, but like at red lights, I was checking out the run. I was laughing at the. I was having a good time reading. Really? Yeah. I was, I the rundown? Yeah. It, could, it sort of lightened my, my mood a little bit. Because actually you sent me a text and said the rundown was hilarious. I was actually, if we're talking about like angst and animosity, I was, I probably should admit this on the air, uh, if maybe some of my corporate overlords are listening, I was frantically flipping through slides that I was supposed to do because I've got like a bunch of corporate training that i got to finish over at the other job. Yeah. And I was extremely irritated. And I, in between that, I was putting the rundown together. So there was no humor in my body when I was putting the rundown together. But I'm glad it came across as funny because in I have my a good head, time when it's you. And oh, when in my head, I was like, God, I got to, you know, like money laundering is a really dangerous thing and it's a bad thing. But also, you know, I'm a host. I don't really need to know about these things. But you know what? I got to do what know. I got to do, man. I don't even know where money laundering got thrown into the mix here. There, you know I'm saying like that was my training. Like that oh. was the training that I was doing. The, oh. the, the slideshow. How, how to launder money? No, unfortunately. Well, actually, I've kind of learned how to really do it and like avoid all the steps because I know what everybody's looking for now at this point. Sure. But you know, as technically being a DraftKings employee, it's not on that the difficult. Side, I gotta, well, actually, my main job. I love my main job. I feel great now that I've actually gotten that out of the way, and I feel a little bit happier hanging out at my favorite spot on Thursdays because I get to come here pretty much every single Thursday. By the way. Uh, it is a busy week. We're going to have Steve Cofield join us, hopefully, in the third hour of the program. They are up in the air. They are flying to South Bend uh, because I don't know if it's South Bend, actually, or like outside of South Bend. But you know he's got a pretty big game coming up. Yeah, it's all right. So it's not we'll, a big deal. We'll hook up with Steve Cofield coming up in a little bit. But it is Thursday, as you mentioned. NFL games, Touchdown all those specials. Jesus. 22 Bud Light draft, two hot dogs, bag of chips, $7.77. 
bottles of Bud Bud Light Mick Ultra. You excited for Thursday night football? That's all we care about today, right? That's I it. am. I, I mean, I know that you're. I know why your excitement is on a different level these days, especially this week. But like, I get it. People are complaining. Prime video. I'm sure Prime is just not ecstatic about how the past few Thursdays, couple Thursdays. But I'm always excited when NFL weeks kicks off. I mean, it's you know, it's. I look up. I, to be honest with you, with what I do in writing and, pro- and providing some analysis and, and doing just doing write-ups, whatever, and then with this show and then getting ready for the Saturday show. Like, I – when I look up and I go, dang, it's Thursday. We got an NFL game. Like, I, I you know, whether I'm watching it or not, like, tonight's going to be tough because I'll be at the Golden Knights game. But, mm. no, I do. I, I like it. I, I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, oh, it's a crappy game. I mean, at some point there will be a crappy Monday night game. There will be a crappy Sunday at night game. At some point. Be, you know, I think yeah. we just had one. Denver L.A. was pretty terrible. You know, I think I think that what doesn't make them so terrible is when you nail them with when you write up an analysis or you bet them. Oh, even if I bet them correctly, I think they suck. Oh, great! I'm very jaded. Now I think that's a reference. I to, just like you to, but, but, winner, you, but, huh? you but you're talking that you're out. talking about betting. You wanted to humble brag a little bit there, didn't you? No, I'm talking about you said. I think we just had a start. I love when I write up an analysis and it plays out to a T. It's, it's cool. Even if you write, it's going to be a crap game or, or this is what's going to take place. Like, I wrote out that Denver's defense was going to frustrate Herbert. Herbert wasn't going to have a that, – that, that it was going to be a low-scoring game. The Broncos were the team to play. I nailed it. You did? Yeah. Games, and I bet it. Game still stunk. Yes. <laughs> the game goes, stunk. Both could be true. Yeah, The game go. stunk, but but for me, it, uh, it I, I said it would. I actually, the uh, I'm not actually going down the route of, like, the game's going to stink. It's more so like the game could be great, but like the Saints, for example, they're super banged up. Their wide receivers are all torn apart, right? It's not really that much fun. I guess we get DeAndre Hopkins back today, mm. uh, which would be interesting to see what that wrinkle adds because uh, Hopkins, of course, because of the PEDs, has been out for the first six games of the season. And the Arizona Cardinals desperately need another wide receiver considering that uh, Hollywood is down now and uh, that they just went and traded for one because they are trying to fill their coffers and they're throwing wide receivers at their roster, which I'm not sure if really that's what this team needs. Maybe they need a better head coach, which maybe we'll get to a little bit later. I had a conversation going into the gym today with so, with, a, with a colleague, a national colleague, about PEDs. Okay. I'm glad they don't test for this show. I, I wouldn't. I'd be. Surprised. Are you, as like as they say on TikTok in the, uh, the gym culture, are you natty? No. No? My son's natty. Okay. My son's not. He's, well, he's, he competes, correct? He competes, and he competes they test, under the, I assume? my major. Yeah. yeah. Muscle Mania, they, they, they test you, and he's on the uh, the pro. If you go to the pro, uh, the list of pro athletes, he's on there. But they test, and they run the same band list as uh, the NFL mm-hmm. and, and a lot, most of the majors. Uh, what the doctor has me on uh, is, is on all the band lists. So I would be. The doctor or, like, is that his nickname? No, the doctor. Okay, so it's, um, like a, it's like a doctor. You don't call him like the doctor, and no, then you meet no, him. Like, no, JVT. When you get to my oh, age, okay, look, young kid. When you get to the fifties, uh-huh. you're going to be low T at some point. Pepper may not answer a couple times, or that's not my problem. I don't. I don't have that issue. I'm not married. You are. Okay. But for me, it's energy levels, getting up, going to the gym, getting, being motivated to to get up and write and do what I do. So. Once those energy levels dipped a few years back, whatever it was now, they first they started putting me on the roll-on, the gel. Okay. It's like, this ain't cutting it. This ain't working. First of all, it's making me break out. Second of all, it's not getting in. It's not, it's not doing anything. You may be trickling the levels up, but you're not. You want to go subcutaneous, baby. You want to go under yeah. the skin. Right. 
So now it's a good word, by so, the way. So yeah, so you know what you're talking yeah. about. So I do an injectable, but I mean it's 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 all on the up and up. It's prescribed. Oh, okay. well, you know, well, the way you said it, like drug tests, I'd fail. You made it sound seedy. Well, no, no. Well, no. I'm being truthful. If okay. if they were to test the same way, like the NFL, oh, the NHL, gotcha, the MLB, gotcha. what I take, I take Sipinate. That is on the banned list, but it's prescribed by the doctor, and I do it properly. Get my blood levels checked every three months. I take the shot. Like, I'm not taking it every four days and going in the gym. Just, rah! No. I take it every two weeks like I'm supposed to. I know. To. You're kind of worried. You're talking about how down you are, how angry you are, that you're not natty. You're just, Everything's all right? You're, 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 JVT, you're the last person that has to worry about any sort of animosity the, toward, uh, from me toward you. So, you are my guy. Let me ask you this because we're down this path anyway. So I mentioned Hopkins coming back. What do you think Hopkins looks like after getting suspended for PEDs, right, serving six-game suspension? Not to say, not to allege that all of DeAndre Hopkins and how good he was was PEDs, but we have seen in the past that after guys get popped that they're not the exact same dude. It depends. I mean, do we know exactly what it was? Did it was it did did, did it come out or was it, it was just, just a, I, all I had was a performance enhancing drug test? Yeah, he, he failed. So I mean, in reality, it could have been anything. It could have been you know. I mean, heck, um, clenbuterol is on there. I mean, there's there's things that make you. You know, lean out quicker. There are there are there are certain uh, ingredients in pre-workout. There are certain pre-workouts that are off the board for for athletes you can't take. Like I took a scoop of pre-workout before I walked in the gym today. You go dry. I do dry scoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's madness. No. I snort mine. I I haven't tried that yet, but uh, <laughs> it's it's you know. It doesn't come in eight ball form. So for you those know. who for those who don't know, dry. There are people who will take the dry the scoop of pre workout dry and just throw it in their mouth. And then... Right. And 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 for the record, I've seen people go. Oh, I'm dry scooping today. I'm going hardcore. They and they put it in their mouth and then they put water and swish Chase it around. It. That's do? not dry scooping. Right. Dry scooping would be you. It dissolves and you swallow and it's completely dry the entire way down. Now and then, if you sip some water walking in, it's different. But if you put water in after you've dry scooped, shake it around, you didn't dry scoop. You might as well just put it in water. But uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I would imagine, to be honest with you, that the caliber of play that we're talking about with DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think that it's going to be that far off from his his potential as, as far as what he's capable of doing. Because I don't. This is a dude. He's a, he's a, he's 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 long, right? He's athletic. I I'm guessing if it's something that he deliberately tried to enhance, it might have been his speed. Maybe he had an injury that we don't know about that he was looking to, to, to sort of recover from. I know by being on shots of testosterone, it helped me with my meniscus surgery. Um, the recovery is a lot better. Um, so I don't, I don't, we don't know, but I don't think that it's going to be like a drop-off, like, oh, well, he's off of it now. He has to test clean, so now we're going to see a drop-off in play. No, I don't think that. If anything, it'll be timing. And that's just because he hasn't, you know, played. Is his return why you bet the Cardinals tonight? No. No? No. But we're going to talk about that later, right? Because I do like the Cardinals, and yeah. I do think the unders the play. Um, but I like the Cardinals a lot tonight. Okay. Interesting. I do. I do. All right, we'll talk about that. We have plenty left to get to, of course, because we have a lot to get to in part of this game. And uh, speaking of betting, there is an angle that some bettors reportedly cannot get enough of. Uh, there is a couple of props out there that bettors continue to hammer as we get closer to kickoff. But – the more important thing about Thursday night, outside of coming down to the Silver Sevens and hanging out, mm. I'm not a big music guy. New Taylor Swift album drops tonight. It's called Midnights with an and S. You put this on there, and then, you know, on Instagram, like, I now I noticed it. You know how someone does? Someone points something out, and then all of a sudden you don't really 
pay attention, and then all of a sudden you do. Yeah. So now I say, like, there are some of the kids, the kids that called me pops, now they're they're all grown. They're Jordan's age, right? The kids mm-hmm. in which school. So now in their late 20s. But they're, a lot of the girls, right, they're uh, one girl in particular. One, she, she put on there, she said, be right back crying. Or, no, I'll be fine till whatever time Eastern, be right back. And then her next slide on the Instagram story was, no, the baby's fine. It's that T-Swift's. New album. New album. That's a Which, big, the big thing. And huh? the reason why this matters is we're actually going to get a sneak peek of it tonight between the third and the fourth quarter, Willie. Not me. I'll no. be at the Golden Knights game. Ah, you might have a game on. You might have the game on. The I will, but I won't, I, I won't care. I, I won't care. I don't dislike Taylor Swift, but I'm like not going to go, oh, my God. Well, my thing is, so I'm not a big music person. Mm. In that, like, I really enjoy music, and I have the music that I enjoy. Uh, but my wife makes fun of me because my playlist is dated. But it's like it's because I don't know where to keep up with music news, right? I'm so wrapped yeah. up in all the sports stuff and everything like that, and I don't really know where to go. And like I'll see like, hey, Person X is dropping a new album. I go to see here. I'm like, all right, cool, maybe I'll check it out. But then I always forget to do it. This is my my cry, my decree at this moment right now. I'm gonna get more into music, and it's gonna start tonight when Midnight's drops. When you go I'm to the, listen to some Swifty tonight, we're gonna to get into this later in the show. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a fitness check in because during the NBA summer league, you and I talked about some goals of yours. But when you go to the gym, what are you putting on? What's in your ear? If it, if your list is outdated, what are you throwing? Oh, on? it's well, it's a vast majority of different things. I'm a big I like I like hip hit it if I could talk. I like hip hop quite a bit. Like one of my favorite hip hop albums of all time is uh, it might actually be my favorite is Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. Like okay. I've listened to that thing hundreds right. and hundreds of times. Sure. That's on there. Okay. Um, old school high like in high school like those emo bands that I used to listen to. Um, I was a metal kid at one point. Big Lamb of God fan. You know what I mean? You Garmin kids. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Philadelphia, one of the best live albums of all time. Tell you that right now. I can go anywhere with it, really. Um, I, I'll put on um, '80s hip hop on Spotify. Um, you know, I'll throw on. Uh, I occasionally I'll throw Drake Radio or Future Radio or Lil Baby for the <laughs> for, for the for the for the up to date stuff. But here's where I get caught up. Here's right today, for instance. Here's where I get caught. I get caught. So I go in and I do a warm up for 10 minutes or 100 calories worth of whatever, and I'll throw old Don Rickles stuff. I'll watch Johnny Carson clips to, to keep to get me going because he, he gets the laughter going. But then if I get so caught up into it, I tend to sometimes watch YouTube while I'm lifting. And if it's not him, then, mm. then all of a sudden it's Kobe Bryant videos, motivational or, or interviews. His interviews are incredible. Like forget the motivational that where people take clips of interviews and then create. I like watching the entire interviews to sit after he retired. Yesterday I watched a fantastic interview with Kobe Bryant and a fantastic interview with Michael Jordan and the, and the publisher and editor for Cigar Aficionado. They sat in this back room like a humidor and over a cigar and whiskey, and it was fantastic. It was a great interview. I sat in the Raiders uh, media room watching right. those. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. You, 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 you've sparked something in my brain. I have a hot take about something you just said that I have to speak on oh, uh, later today. Okay. All right, speaking of Kobe Bryant, his Lakers. Yes, they're always going to be his Lakers. Uh, they, get, they get it underway again tonight. They get to take on the Los Angeles Clippers. When we come back, let's talk about – it's not really an old-school rivalry, but as a Clippers fan, I view it as a rivalry, and I cannot wait because the Clippers beat the crap out of the Lakers over the last couple of years. And Kawhi Leonard, oh, my gosh, Willie. You're an athlete. You're a guy that lifts. Get ready. I want you to call Kawhi Leonard a pansy because he might be coming off the bench tonight. Daily happy hour specials from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., including 277 for pint shots and margaritas at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens. 
hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s. It's Cofield and Company. No, Steve Cofield, he is currently in the air heading out to Indiana. UNLV's got a pretty good game up against uh, Notre Dame. I'm going to go Notre Dame. Notre Dame Fighting Irish matchup on Saturday. Cofield Catholics. Uh, potentially be joining us. What's that? The Catholics. The Notre Dame Catholics? No, just in general. Like, you know, when Notre Dame played BYU, everyone was saying the Catholics and the Mormons. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, and like the, uh, what was it, Miami? The Catholics and the convicts? The old school games oh, back in the day? I don't get into accusing nobody of being criminal. No, I mean, well, like, that's Catholics, what they called Mormons, that game, criminals. right? Anyway, go ahead. I mean, all the Mormons, uh, Steve makes a reference all the time. The criminal activity that we've seen amongst uh, some schools, a lot of them had to do uh, with some of those Mormon schools. BYU. Just throw it out there. We're not going to get into like I. Uh, Cofield's going to be with us maybe later, yeah, but yeah, I have I have he's a, not here. That's I have a great point. one-liner that I generally throw out there. You know, just personally, with when it comes to like organized crimes, the biggest organized crime family is in the world. When it, you know, because people, you know, know that I've been from Las Vegas for so long. But I I, I could go further, but I'm just going to leave it right here. So you tonight, uh, it is a it's a. It's a busy night. It is Thursday a busy night movie. football, yeah. uh, hockey, yeah. and I think I'm gonna have to. I'll look up this for my colleague Ben Fox. I think this is like one of those like Equinox days where it's like the like the 27th time in the history of mankind. Um, only 27th time in history the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL all playing on the same day. That would be today. The only the what? Only the 27th time in history that wow. the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL all playing on the same day. That's interesting. So we've got a busy night tonight, right? You're going to be at the VGK game later today. By the way, if you can't make it down to actually watch the VGK game, 77 cent bottles here during VGK games and the specials for Thursday Night Football. Very great spot. So you're not going to watch the game tonight well, between uh, the Lakers and the Clippers, correct? No. Because Puck drops at 7 tonight, isn't it? Puck drops at 7, and that'll be too hard to live stream and try to find this. You know, that's Is there a lot of that going on in the press box? you got a lot of guys and gals who got like secondary screens trying to watch stuff? Your boy. I mean, outside of Adam Hill. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. kid's got, you know, he's got the laptop on. He's got his phone on something. It generally has to do with either bets or fantasy. I mean, he's hmm. – and you and you know it has to do with – I don't know which – where the headphones get slammed harder. If it's – it's probably usually fantasy more than it is a bet. But the, the I've seen the headphones get slammed on the – but, yeah. Uh, no, there are people – definitely, especially football. Thursday, Monday Night Football, there's definitely someone's got it on. Right. Well, especially now, it's, a, it's on a streaming platform, so it's a lot more accessible for a lot of people who don't really understand how to tie their cable packages to it. Well, you got to figure when Golden Knights are playing, it's at night, so it's always a primetime game. That's easily streamable. Yeah. Well, at 7 o'clock, that's, I mean, that's the end of the game. We're talking about a lot of stuff up in the air. What does Scott Hansen call it? The witching hour, mm. where wins become losses and losses become wins. That's a red zone thing. Yes. So I'm you're not going to watch tonight. I'm a red zone guy. I'm excited. And well, as a Clippers guy. You're an NBA guy. An NBA guy, but also a Clippers fan. Uh, I feel an excitement like none other. I think there's the birth of my two children and then my excitement to watch this game. Like though, that's, that's the level of excitement I've got here at this point. Because the Clippers are playing the Lakers. We know what's going on with the Lakers. We'll get to them momentarily. They're going to be an absolute nightmare. But tonight, Willie, tonight, I think the eventual NBA Finals champion takes the floor. And it's not in the early game between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Although there may be an NBA Finals participant in my mind in that game. Okay. It is the Los Angeles Clippers. Hmm. The title run starts tonight, baby. You heard it here first.
I'm going to tell everybody. Are you a fan of the Clippers? I am. Now, growing up, when you were yes. a gore, when you were a gourmet cake eater, were you a fan of the Clippers? Yes. You've so, always been on so the So you're my, not like since you're now in the industry. No, no, no. So my whole thing was growing up as a sports fan. So my introduction, like many people, was football. And I like football a lot. Uh, and that is where my front runnerness as a child came in. Uh, Peyton Manning was very good back in the day. So I latched onto the Colts, liked Peyton Manning a lot. They won a lot of games. So the Colts became like my football team. Pretty easy. But as I matured as a sports fan, Willie, and I realized hey, you got to have some ties. I was born out in Santa Ana. I'm a Vegas kid, but there's no professional sports out here. Mm. You know, came into this world in Southern California. I'm going to be an L.A. guy. But everybody, everybody I talked to, because I you know, grew up out here in Vegas, Lakers, Dodgers, right? Screw that. I want teams with character. Mm. I want teams where, as I am fans of them, I will build and I will ride with them. And the, the, the day that they reach the mountaintop will be a sweet day. Well, I agree with you, and I get it. Just when I was the – when you call the front runnerness and jumping onto a team, you got to remember my growing up was the 70s. Baseball, the big red machine, the Yankees, the A's, those – you know, the Dodgers were sort of there, but they weren't – they were they, like their previous regime was before my time, before I was born. So, you know, when I was become a fan, the Yankees went back-to-back, Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. That was the first major league game I went to was the Dodgers. See Ron Say, Steve Garvey. Those guys. Mm. Um, latched on the Dallas Cowboys. Again, they weren't anything. They, they were just one of the NFC favorites, but they weren't anything great at the time. I, I latched on with them before they won the Super Bowl over the Denver Broncos. The Lakers, it was before Magic Johnson. It was there, like it was right. It, you know what? It was it was just before like the with the, that Showtime series. Mm. Uh, so just before he was drafted, um, I started collecting cards. I was always a card collector. Used to get them for ten cents, and uh, it's like a gallon of gas back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So those were my three, and it was kind of automatic. Um, and then I get it, like how you said when you matured. I, I get, I get crap a lot. People give me crap. You mature as a sports fan. Well, no, because I always look at it like I was. I rode with them as a kid, and then why would I ever jump ship? There's no to me. Oh well, now I'm going to go get new teams. So I just rode them out. I've been through the winless seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. I've been through the crappy Laker seasons, the Dodgers, and the disappointment. So uh, the one part where you go back to where you come from is hockey. When I started getting into hockey, I, I lived in Minneapolis for a, for a couple of years. I went to some Minnesota North Star games at the Met Center which was right next to the Metropolitan Stadium where the Hail Mary was created, mm-hmm. where now the Mall in America sits. Uh, I was – but I said, well, I'm going to go with the Rangers because I was born in Manhattan. So I'm a Ra- so I, I'm deep down I'm a Rangers fan. So I'm a Gerard Gallant Ryan Reeves fan now. Okay. Whereas when the Golden Knights got here, I wasn't. I was just a objectionable – you know, state objective just a reporter. Now I can be fans of those guys. So you can understand my excitement for tonight oh, to watch yeah. these guys play. Absolutely, because my team is crapola. The Lakers. The Lakers do stink. Oh, it's, but, it's, it's so dysfunctional. But we don't want to talk about that. we got to be nice to the Lakers. And here's the thing. I'm going to spin this into a massive conspiracy theory. J.J. Redick was on first take earlier today. And he kind of spun this weird narrative where, like, we as fans and media, we should not be talking about the dysfunction of the Lakers. There's better things to talk about when it comes to L.A. I look at the Lakers season 
that we should treat this season as a celebration of LeBron's individual greatness. Because he will, at some point, hopefully pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And that should be what this season is about. Because to, to Wilbon's point, I agree with this. Spending all day every day talking about their deficiencies, no. that's not great. We know who this team is. Stop. No, no. The support of no in the background. This is it. This is what you want, Willie, right? When people sit there and say, hey, these guys, they played the game. They know what they're talking about. We need to listen to these dudes. This is the hashtag new media. This is my conspiracy. We get the Draymond Green documentary the other day trying to do something, oh, whatever really it is. That, that, uh, that weird documentary. I'm going to call it a documentary again. It was. Um, Docu-video. Doc whatever. Um, spinning the Jordan Poole thing. Propaganda from Dr. Dre, as Steve Cofield calls him. And now we have J.J. Redick here telling us we shouldn't spend the season talking about the Lakers and their issues. We should celebrate LeBron for 82 games. We've got until April. Did he say Did he say surpass Magic Johnson? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't think so. I think he was, uh, he's about to surpass, um, what's his face, for scoring is what he's saying. Kareem. Scoring title. Yeah, Kareem, thank you. I had a Not brain for fart. greatest. No, he's about to, he's going to pass him this year in scoring. Okay. Okay. I just was I, I was listening, but I was at the same time I was kind of not tuning out, but I was like, okay, where is this going? And I didn't know if he was trying to say like in in stature because he might he doesn't even fall in the top three of all time greatest Lakers. Okay, we're, we're not going down that path. <laughs> That's not what this is about. I, well, I just made it that way. JJ Redick made it one way. I'm making it this way. Right. I'm just saying. Matter of fact, I don't think that he can ever be can fall in that line because I think he's be the greatest Laker ever. You are a dude. He's going to have to play at least as many years as all three the second as average he, them. The second he put on the uniform, he became the greatest Laker ever. No, you're wrong. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and Company. Yeah, make sure you come on down Thursday night football. So there's beer specials. Also, the Vegas Golden Knights play later today. You want to take in everything that you can here. That includes a 77-cent bottled beer. That's Bud, Bud Light, and McUltra prizes as well, including some Black Adam bags and T-shirts. Absolutely fantastic. And you and all your football tickets. Yeah, some prizes. You'll come down, check them out. Let them know. All right, calling an audible. We're going to get to the Raiders coming up a little bit later. We have Xavier, Xavier Pope coming up in about uh, six minutes. I'm going to ask you this. You're going to the Vegas Golden Knights game tonight. Mm-hmm. Three games now between the pipes. Mm-hmm. Logan Thompson has been what to you? Everything I thought it would be. Yeah? Yeah. I've been saying that. I've been saying this since last year when when Peter DeBoer was uh, under the thumb of Kelly McCrimmon and it was, you know, we knew something was up and there was no way that Robin Leonard should have been in net against the Capitals on that Wednesday night. I believe it was a Wednesday. And then he pulled him after the first period. And later after the season, Peter said that he knew something was up in a game in, in I want to say it was in Calgary. It was either Calgary or Winnipeg, but he knew something was up in the first period. He did not look the same. He did not look like his normal self. He felt he was off, was the word. Um, and we just all felt that, you know, the higher-ups to sort of come down and say, no, Robin's your starter, that's who you're going with. But I think he knew that Logan Thompson's potential. Logan Thompson put in the work. He may not have had the win-loss numbers, but his work ethic in terms of how he went about his business, the, the, the goals against average, the save percentage, just his tenacity in between the pipes, 
down the stretch, under the, you know, in the fire. He looked great. He proved, you know, that he belonged there. And I had been saying that, like, when the St. Louis Blues won the, the uh, Stanley Cup, I think in 19, they were last place in the entire league. Bennington comes in in January when they're the, the worst team in the league, 31st, and they run the gamut, and they won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. So Logan Thompson could be in that exact – we talked to Ashley Weiss, who, who was the, the ringside reporter for St. Louis at, you know, back then, and now she's with the Golden Knights, and, and other guys. Petrangelo was there. Very similar. Very similar. Not, not their styles of play, but the situation. You just need repetition. You need to be put in there and given the chance and given the confidence. And I think that Logan Thompson has that, you know, and I think he just needed a chance. I mean, this is a guy who was the AHL goalie of the year. At some point, you have to say, okay, well, if he was the AHL goalie, it's time. when do we move him in, right? It's like, okay, well, when's the right time? It's, it's kind of like that, that college graduate that comes with their degree and says, well, I can't get a job because I don't have an experience, but I can't get experience if I can't get a job. Okay, put the kid in net and let him do what he's supposed to do. If there's not a per- more perfect year, because this is one where their, their, their odds to get anywhere are low. This is their, you know, last year when they didn't make the playoffs, there were high expectations. This year there's no expectations, and I think they can make the playoffs. So why not stick him in there? And I think he's done a great job. All right, starting tonight. I believe so. I didn't yeah. go to morning skate, but okay. I would I would imagine yes. Is that, was that what Aiden Hill got the start against the Kraken? Yeah, a couple of nights back. I think they're going to go two one two one two one. Okay, which right. which makes sense. You know, um, Aiden Hill Aiden Hill will be just fine as well. But I think Logan Thompson is a true number one and will be just fine as the starting goaltender. And by the way, at an incredible discount. I mean, when you got a number one that's making less than a million a year, you ride that pony, baby. Xavier Pope, lawyer, culture contributor, and host of Suit Up News, is going to join us next, get his thoughts on a couple of lawsuits, including uh, I'm just going to ask him the question, like lawyers who bring up some of these terrible lawsuits that even I, a fool who does not have a law degree, can see is going to fail, do we just cancel those things out? Because there's one in New York that I have no idea why this thing gets started. Daily happy hour specials from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., including 277 for pint shots and margaritas at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens. the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens. It's Cofield and Company. No Steve Cofield. He's up in the air flying out there to South Bend, Indiana. Jonathan Von Tobel, Willie Ramirez, Von Tobel, Los Vatos are here for Cofield and Company. And one of those Vatos, that would be Xavier Pope, lawyer, culture contributor for Cofield and Company and host of Suit of News. Xavier, what's up, man? What up, what up? Uh, this spot will probably lack the nuance that Steve Cofield likes to bring to the table. He's a much smarter individual than I, but we're going to try. I think there's some interesting stories that we sent your way. I wanted to start New York first off because I like to laugh at New Yorkers, which we'll get to momentarily. Uh, but this lawsuit uh, came across uh, came across my desk when I was reading some stuff, and I want to get your thoughts because I'm not a law expert by any degree, Xavier. But I would assume that this is a shut and like like shut and close kind of deal. MSG sued for yanking lawyers' Knicks seats and banning partners. Part of this is he's actually representing some season ticket holders or uh, these ticket resellers, I should say. And the Knicks, part of their policy was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's look at this and say, hey, I am. Uh, you're no longer part of this, so we're going to revoke your tickets. As a season ticket holder, you don't only have rights, right? Like they can do what they want. You sign the contract. Well, yeah, you do actually have a right, but it's the right under the contract to sign. Right. So, every, and I think that's going to govern 
what graft of any particular suit that um, those fans have versus the team. Uh, but I think those those fans have a much more power, much more say if they join up as a collective. Um, and no team wants to deal with that on a, on a public basis. But the, we see suits like this happen in various uh, other other sports, such as you know PSLs in the, in the National Football League. So there always are battles between those that are you know seek they are saying they want more from the franchise than um, just coming to a game and getting a just getting a, re, a receipt for coming to the game. So I thought this was pretty interesting because apparently the Knicks did have this policy that they can, under their power, revoke season tickets uh, for how you know how they see fit. And I also, outside of the policy itself, Xavier, I felt like it was very like Jim Dolan esque, right? That. You know what? Let's put in a policy here just in case somebody is part of a suit that we don't like so we can get rid of their season tickets if we want. Yeah, I mean, just because you put that language in a contract right. doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean it's enforceable. Um, it, it, uh, and so I think that that's important to recognize, yeah, you are responsible for what you sign, um, but the way that you engage in those particular contracts and how you and, uh, and lure fans like that, it still depends on what the, what the law is. And that may supersede any any contract language, and that uh, I, I, I just it's funny that Jim Dolan is someone like that who would have something like that. Right. We can get rid of everyone, of course. That's that's just part of the question that for that gentleman. So I saw you tweeting about this. I thought this was pretty fascinating. So um, the top selling NBA gear in the country, not surprising, yeah. enough, like the Bulls are dominating the entire country, and you can speak to that too. And I think you had a good point. Obviously, it's Michael Jordan, it's the Chicago Bulls of that era. Uh, but what also stuck out to me, again, is somebody who doesn't dislike New York, but also finds the hoity-toity, like oh, everything revolves around the state of New York mentality kind of deal, uh, insufferable. It's hilarious that the uh, the Knicks and or the Nets are not the highest selling piece of NBA gear in their state. It I think is the Lakers. It's the Lakers. <laughs> it's the Lakers, man. Um, but you also have to consider, you know, the the, the love hate relationships fans have with the Knicks, the love hate relationship the fans have uh, with uh, with with the Nets. I mean, that's even what are there, is there even a real connection to that particular team? You also, of course, I mean. Michael Jordan is still selling the highest-selling shoes out now. Multiple versions of the shoe. It's not just one shoe. It's just a bunch of different shoes. So he's firmly entrenched into American culture. And Pippen, Rodman, Derrick Rose continues to be a very popular player, even in his waning years. Makes the Bulls the, the, the number one team. So every time I go and travel somewhere, I always see more Bulls jerseys than anyone, anywhere else except for when I'm in L.A. You know, and this is this is probably never going to happen again, right? Like with with players and the way that they move. Like I was just making fun of Willie over here. He's a big Lakers fan, and I told him the second that LeBron donned the Laker jersey, he became the greatest Laker ever. I was kind of just trying to you know twist his you know what's a little bit, uh, but like there is going to be nobody who ascends, and there's not going to be a team brand that's associated with them because these guys move so much. Yeah, but that, I mean that's the modern state of sports. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, athletes. That is a, just a movement in a particular type of labor. Specialized labor is now claiming its its rights based on what it uh, what it is in the marketplace to those particular teams. You don't see that in any other type of industry um, in terms of how labor the power that labor has versus management and ownership. And you're just going to see that continue to happen as players realize they're their own brands, continue to start other businesses while they're on the field playing. That's why you see Tom Brady still playing. You know, mm-hmm. and continue to build his business, build his brand. So after when he's done playing, while he's playing, 
it's become now in, integrated into how athletes are now be able to assert their power and their economic dominance in the, in the, the world of sports today. You watch a lot of NBA early on? Yeah, I have. Uh, you know, it, it, we, we don't have a feel of it right now. This yeah. is the beginning of the season. Uh, we, we don't really know how. We, some players aren't even back. I mean, I, we were talking about Chicago, the Bulls. They have some injuries there. Uh, we, uh, Kawhi, uh, Lakers and Clippers, what they play tonight. Yep. Uh, and Kawhi might come off the bench. I mean, so you really don't. Zion Williams comes back, puts up 25, uh, and and shows, uh, shakes off any uh, any whole year of not playing basketball. Ben Simmons uh, fouls out only shooting three times, twice as many fouls as he had field goals. And so uh, what we're seeing is that the Brooklyn Nets might be in trouble. Um, the Lakers, okay, they have uh, LeBron James play really well. Uh, AD hopefully could stay uh, in good shape. Russell Westbrook shot an air ball but did put up some decent stats. But beyond those three guys, the Lakers really don't look like a playoff team this year. Um, the death of the Phoenix Suns, uh, maybe not, uh, premature when they come back yep. 22 points behind to pick out the Mavs. I mean, so it shows maybe some of the issues that that team, that team still has. And so um, that's what we're seeing in terms of what's happened uh, at the early part of the season. So we hit on this as we kind of transition over to some more serious uh, topics with Xavier Pope, who's with us now here on Cofield & Company. Um, we hit on this briefly the other day, but I want to get your thoughts on it. So the family of George Floyd announces Tuesday that they're going to file a $250 million lawsuit against Kanye um, following comments that he made about Floyd's death uh, on that podcast, Drink Champs. Uh, is there something here, and I kind of wanted to add the question of, did what we see with Alex Jones and the victims of Sandy Hook, does that kind of tie into this? It seems like a somewhat similar case, but I, obviously I could be wrong. Oh, you bet it does. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I, it's not similar in a lot of ways, actually. It, the Drink Champs episode was one episode, and uh, Nori, Victor Santiago is his real name, hosting the show, uh, wasn't the person that was saying all the different things versus George Floyd and George Floyd's death. It was Kanye West. Uh, and so... Uh, it's important to remember that, um, and he was on this platform, and he said this one thing about on this one show. Um, and but Alex Jones had a repeated pattern of 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 saying various things, creating content around it, uh, constantly over and over and over and over again, um, digging in. So it was it was a much stronger case, and that's why you saw this significant. Uh, judgment versus Alex Jones, but even the threat of something like that still is significant uh, in terms of what it means and being using certain information, misinformation, and using it in a damaging way to hurt someone, hurt their family, uh, and cause maybe potential harm towards them and use it for profit. And so those are the similarities that I see. What do you think of the chances of this lawsuit actually having some success here? You know, we people, people were up in the air about whether Alex Jones could yeah. get this far. And so I, I, this is a new area. I mean, this is a new time. And I don't – and based on the nature of some of the judges and some of the political aspects that I've, I've talked about this on Suit Up News, in terms of now we have a different type of judiciary to look at, I really don't know what's going to happen. I can, I can be frank about that. But I will say that the threat of something like this will prevent things like this from happening. You saw that, that, that episode was taken down. And you saw an apology by Nori uh, because, hey, I don't want to be able to sue, sue me. Uh, and, uh, or Puffy, Revolt TV, don't, don't want anyone to sue them. 
so the, even the threat of something like this happened with a significant judgment that was versus Alex Jones. I think this is an important lawsuit in terms of where does where does the line cross between tabloid and then actually using the platform to be able to harm other people. All right, I have a couple more for you before I get you out of here. First off, a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, a Barilla, Barilla Pasta, is facing a lawsuit for misleading consumers to believe that the product was made in Italy, not Iowa and New York, where it's actually produced. Um, is there any chance that this just gets thrown out because this is stupid? And um, really, were we really going to waste time over something like this? Like, are people really buying the pasta thinking, this is from Italy? Oh, now I've been damaged. Remember the commercials about the Bacanti yeah. pasta? They find out it's made in New York City and people lose their minds. Yeah, I, I, that's what's happening with this lawsuit right here. Uh, so these are actually pretty common cases in terms of deceptive marketing and and selling goods. These cases across the board have been wildly successful. Actually, um, I've been a part of being involved in some of these suits, and some of the causes of action are very strong in terms of misrepresenting your product. Those things are really, really. Um, punished in the marketplace. And so this is a very strong tool. Man, so I was informed that you didn't get, I actually sent you a really nice big list of stuff that I wanted to talk about. And in there was a list of vegan candy that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Because I am curious how Halloween works for you as a vegan. Uh, I mean, Halloween is, is, is sugar, right? I don't yeah. eat chocolate. So yeah. chocolate's out of, out, of, out of there. Unless I'm, if someone has some natural vegan gluten-free chocolate, I, I'm going to get some. Um, you know, Skittles, they work. Starburst, they work. Uh, Twizzlers, those things work. I mean, so you got the Lifesaver gummies. Those are delicious. So you have uh, those those treats like that are pretty darn good. Um, you, so, I mean, I don't, I don't see myself getting in a costume knocking door to door. So I think I'm in good shape. Just be careful with the Skittles, sweet tarts, everything. Apparently there's a lot of fentanyl going around. Okay. Did you see that? I did. What? Yeah. I saw I saw that there was a, I, I could make a joke. I'm not going to Xavier. Good to talk to you. Man. Thank you very much. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too, man. All right. Take our break here. Second hour of Cofield and Company on the way. We got to get the football frenzy. Uh, I was told by Willie here. So apparently a Raiders legend Frank Hawkins said that there's somebody on the Raiders that exudes an old school Raiders mentality. Huh, Willie? I wonder who it could be. There's no shot I could guess that the second I heard about that. And a little bit more about Mac Jones and his attitude problem when we come back.